Hi everyone, welcome to the Understand the Bible podcast. We're back on Galatians this week, looking at Galatians chapter 5 verses 13 to 26 and we're picking up where we left off a couple of weeks ago and we're thinking about the question this week which people may have asked you which is if God forgives us then why should we obey him? If we have freedom then what's our motivation to obey? And we're going to be thinking about that in the sermon. And just to let you know, to forewarn you that things are going to go a bit quiet in the month of August. So there'll be another uh, couple of sermons on Galatians and then that will be um, the end of this series. And um, we'll, we'll have a break over the summer period. Then things will return in September. But uh, do keep on subscribed and uh, you'll get the updates as and when they come uh, in, a, in a, a few weeks. So thanks so much everyone for joining me. I hope that you enjoy and uh, God bless. which I'm sure people have asked you before if you've been talking to them about, uh, about the faith and about Jesus is this, which is if God forgives us then why should we obey? And that's the exact question which Paul anticipates at the start of, of this passage. Remember in the last, not last week but the week before we were looking at, at freedom and how Paul was talking about freedom And he says, uh, at the beginning of this passage, you, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free. And the question is then, well, if we're free, why should we bother doing the right thing? Now, how does that work? And this is exactly what Paul is explaining in uh, in this passage. The door slamming back there. (laughs) Probably the wind. Um, Can't we just live as we like? And that's essentially what uh, the question that he is uh, he's answering. And what he's saying in this passage is that actually we have a different motivation and especially a different power for obedience. A different motivation and a different power for obedience. So he says in this first paragraph, he says, you were called to be free, but don't use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Don't use it just to indulge in all of the, the simple things that you want to do. And as um, you see in the, in the footnote there, the flesh, it says, refers to the simple state of human beings, often presented as a power in opposition to the spirit. So Paul says, don't just indulge in, in those things. He says, rather, serve one another humbly in love. So the motivation rather than keeping the law, is serving one another humbly in love. That's the new motivation. He says, because the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command, love your neighbour as yourself. And that's why at the start of our service, we have the summary of the law as Jesus summarised it. The first commandment, love the Lord your God with your heart, soul, mind and strength, and then love your neighbour as yourself. Because that underlies the entirety of the law, the entirety of the Ten Commandments. Now let's think about this. Why does, why does Paul say uh, to love your neighbour as yourself rather than just keep the commandments? What's the difference between those two things? A part of the problem is that you can keep the Ten Commandments uh, without actually helping other people. 
Now you think about the parable of the Good Samaritan. And you think about this poor man who'd been beaten by robbers and left for dead. And then a, um, a, a Levite comes by, a priest comes by, and just crosses the other side of the road and just leaves him. And now the, the priests and the Levite, they were supposed to be the religious, the spiritual people of the day, the obedient people. And the problem was that they, were, they thought that keeping the law was about trying to, you know, if you touched a dead body, you could defile yourself and, and so on. But they thought it was about, you know, themselves, keeping themselves kind of pure. And they didn't know, didn't understand that it was about helping others and loving others. And, and that's why it's the Samaritan who helps him. Jesus says, that's the one that we should be, we should be like. And you think about the law, for example, think about what, what God said, do not murder. Does that mean that anything up to uh, actually taking someone's life is, is keeping that commandment? And if you think about it, you think, well, obviously, clearly that's not right, is it? You know, that when, when God said do not murder, he also meant don't murder, do love other people. And that's how the commandments are supposed to work. Yes, don't murder, but do do this instead. And so that's why we are supposed to, uh, to love others. And that's why actually the focus on the, on the commandments is not, doesn't work. Doesn't work when it comes to actually um, uh, keeping God's laws. And it, it ends up leading to, um, to hypocrisy and to... Um, to envy and jealousy and being against each other as he says there in verse 15 if you bite and devour each other um, that's the problem isn't it when we focus on the law when we focus on our own efforts then we think well I'm trying really hard but that person over there is not trying very hard so I'm clearly better than that person and maybe the other person thinks the same thing you know so we all, we all end up envying each other and it doesn't, it doesn't bring us together but actually focusing on the law like that splits us apart. But serving one another humbly in love, that brings us together. And so Paul, he, in this next paragraph, he, he outlines the solution. He says, live by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. So the solution to sin, the solution to those those desires of the flesh, is the Holy Spirit, not the law. And that's the point. The Spirit can change what we want. And that's what Paul is saying here. That the law, it, 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 it condemns us because it shows us where we're going wrong. But it doesn't give us power to obey. The law doesn't give us the power, the strength to obey God. Only the Holy Spirit can do that. When we rely on the law, we're relying on our own strength. But that actually the Holy Spirit is the only one who can give us that power uh, to do what is right. And the Holy Spirit can change what we want. Now, the problem with sin is that we want the wrong things. Or perhaps we want the right things, but we want them too much. We want them outside of God. But the Holy Spirit can help us to change the things that we want, so that we begin to want what God wants, so that we begin to want the
the right things, his righteousness, so that we begin to want him. So the Spirit can give us a deeper obedience, an obedience from the heart that the law cannot give. And so then Paul, Paul goes on. He says that the, the acts of the flesh are obvious and he gives a list there of sexual immorality and impurity, debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft and hatred and discord and so on. And if you look through that list, all of those things are things which are based on our own selfish desires, aren't they? They're, they're based on things which we want, which our, our flesh wants, rather than on wanting to love and serve one another. It's based on selfish desire, not with thoughts for others. And that's exactly what, um, what he, he's, he's saying there, that um, you know, our flesh, our selfish desires, we really want things for ourselves. We don't want things for other people. That's the problem with sin. And he gives a very stern warning here. Verse 21 there. I, I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. And this is one of Paul's very stern warnings. And I think it's one which we need to, uh, to heed and take to heart. To remember that, no, yes, being a, um, being a Christian means having freedom. But that if we continue living in the ways that the world lives, then we will not inherit the kingdom of God. And that is the, um, that's a very stark thing, but I think it's something that we, need to, that we need to listen to. But, he says, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, and kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. You notice he says fruit. He doesn't say fruits. It's not a checklist of things. You know, we don't have to tick them off and say, well, I've got love, now I've got joy, now I've got peace. You know, but the, it's really come, it's the same thing, but it just looks sort of in different facets of it. Um, and I, I think you know, we often find they come together. So if you get more of one, you get more of, uh, more of the other. It's just the Holy Spirit's work in our lives to bring about that love in us, which God requires, which kind of stands behind the law. And that's what he, said, that's what he means. He says, against such things, there is no law. And he says that um, the, the, the Ten Commandments and the law, that's what, that's what stands behind them. That if we love God and if we love others, then we will keep the law. We don't need the law because if we're loving God and loving others, then we, uh, we will do what the law requires and we'll do it from the heart. That doesn't mean that the law is, um, is useless. You know, it's a... Um, it helps us to know what God wants. But it doesn't give us the power to do what God wants. And that's, that's the thing. Um, and then he, he finishes off this section here. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let's keep in step with the Spirit. Let's not become conceited, provoking and envying each other. So we've got this, it's the gospel-shaped life that we now live. He says that we have been crucified, we've, we've died with Christ, 
our sinful flesh has been crucified with Christ and now you know, we've gone to the cross and we've risen again by the power of the Holy Spirit. And we live now by the Spirit. So let's keep in step with the Spirit. And there's the imagery there. You know when you see soldiers marching and they're all marching in the same... Uh, they, you know, left, right, left, right. They're all going at the same sort of pace. But it would look silly if they were all marching at, a dip, at their own pace, wouldn't it? And that's the imagery which Paul is, is using there. He's saying that you know, we keep in step with the Spirit. We walk with him and he guides us and directs us in our lives as he, he bears the, the fruit of the the fruit of the Spirit in us. So what, what should we make of this, um, of this passage? What, what lessons can we learn? What can we remember and take into the, the coming week? Well, there's a quote here which I've just been reading or rereading this book here, uh, Transforming Grace by Jerry Bridges. It's a very good book um, and I can, I can recommend it. And uh, yesterday I just read a... Um, a passage, a quote from um, uh, A.W. Pink, Arthur Pink, and um, I'm not going to be able to find it now. I, I, <laughs> I just read it last night. Oh, where is it? You know what? I'm I'm just going to give you the uh, the um, the sense of it, which is just that one of the biggest problems uh, with Christians is that we try to accomplish from ourselves. What can only be accomplished by the Spirit, and that is something which um, which we try to do. Oh, I can't find it, the exact quote verbatim, but that's basically what he said: that we try to do from ourselves what only the Holy Spirit can do. And this is the problem: you now we look to ourselves for our obedience rather than to God, and rather than uh, to the Holy Spirit. Trying to live by the law doesn't work. And there are, you know, pages and pages of the Old Testament to demonstrate that. It produces self-righteousness and it produces conceit and envy. And you can see this um, in our society. Our society is very um, legalistic at the moment, you know, focusing in on on the law. Um, You can see that, for example, in... um, uh, you, you know this whole um, woke thing, I know we've talked about it a few times, but if you see anyone um, with that kind of um, ideology talking on, on the radio and, or, or on TV or, or what have you being interviewed, it's very condemnatory. It's very pointing the finger at other people. Well, it's those people who are the bad people. And you, you, you think about it and you think... You say that because you believe that you yourself have kept those rules and those people have broken the rules. So you condemn them because you think you're you know, white and pure and those people are the ones who are the bad people. And you know, that, that kind of legalism, that's what it leads to. It's also, you, you might think of, um, sadly we've seen quite a lot of examples of this lately, the double standards um, in, in um, lockdown you know how, for example, at the G7, all of the um, all of those kind of high-profile politicians, um, for the cameras, they were all you know standing two meters apart. They were all you know doing, 
And then when you saw them actually together, hugging each other, having barbecues on the beach, all of that kind of stuff. And you think, I mean, Matt Hancock was the same. He didn't keep his own rules. There's, a, there's an endless list of them over the last year or so. And this focus on rules, it, it can end up with, you know, we condemn other people for breaking the rules, but we ourselves don't keep those rules. Whereas grace is very different. It says we all need God's grace equally. And it puts us in a very different situation. And it gives us that power to serve one another humbly in love. So how do we actually live by the Spirit? And that's the, the question which you might be wanting to ask now. What, when Paul says, keep in step with the Spirit, what does that actually look like? And we're just going to finish with this. Well, I think what Paul really means is just the, the normal um, things of the Christian life. Now, I think prayer is really important. You know, prayer and asking God for his help in being able to live and being able to do the things which he asks us to. Because when we pray, we're trusting God and asking for his help rather than depending on our own strength. So prayer is, is really, really important. Um, coming to church and hearing God's word, uh, being together, you know, singing praise to God, uh, reading the Bible, you know, all of these things. And not just as individuals, but as we've been reading, also something that we do together. Being in a home group uh, is a really good thing um, as well, studying the Bible together. And just focusing on others and focusing on thinking about how we can serve rather than thinking about what we want um, all the time as well. If you would like a book which goes into this in a bit more detail, then I can recommend this book, Keep in Step with the Spirit by Jim Packer. And I only read this recently, actually, but um, it was written, um, I think, when was it published? Um, it was written some time ago. Um, 1984, there we go. So, um, written quite a long time ago. Um, but it's a, it's a good book, and it's a good read about what it means to live by the Spirit. And uh, I can recommend that if you'd like to know more about this in more detail. So let's take a moment now to, uh, to pray and ask God for his help. In, in putting this into practice because I think this is something I've been struck by this as I read Transforming Grace again I read it a few years ago and it just feels like it's come back to me in a new way and I think grace and living by the Spirit is something that we need to learn day by day and year by year not something that we learn all at once but we learn as we walk with God so let's ask for his help as we do that Heavenly Father uh, we thank you that uh, you do lead us by your grace. And we thank you, Lord, that it's not because of our own deserving, but because of Jesus Christ. And we pray that you would help us to walk in step with the Spirit, to depend daily on, on you in prayer, and to draw strength not from ourselves, but from you, by the, the power of the Holy Spirit working in us to bear the fruit of the Spirit. Please help us to, to serve one another humbly in love. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.